Welcome to the Salesforce Spotlight Series. I'm Teresa. And I'm TJ, and we co-lead Salesforce's employee loyalty programs. We're excited to have you hear firsthand from employees at each step of their employee journey and current Salesforce alumni from around the globe. You'll also hear how Salesforce has impacted these employees' lives. Now let's go. So first of all, let's start out and talk us through your career journey at Salesforce. So where did you start? How did you start? Duped into San Mateo, whatever, but tell me about your first job here and kind of how you grew in your career, uh, maybe different offices you worked at, et cetera. Yeah. So I started at Salesforce. I actually was an SMB for the first couple of months. And I, that was in 2009 or 10. You'd have to check the dates for me. And I started under Adam Gilbert and I actually worked for Adam Gilbert my entire career. So he's the SVP of the market and Patrick Blair, of course, who was the EVP at the time. So I started an SMB, was in there for like two or three months. Then I moved to mid-market. So I started a little bit before the fiscal year ended. Then I moved to mid-market, was in mid-market for the duration of my entire career at Salesforce. So I started as an individual contributor I did that for half of the time I was there, so about three to four years. And then I moved into leadership as a regional vice president for about the same, like three to four years. And I can give you accurate dates if you need them. So I worked for Adam. And when I started as an IC, I mean, back when I worked at Salesforce, we had Sales Cloud. And I think we charged for chatter, which I think is really funny. And my territory was never like the quintessential San Francisco territory. I always had territories that were, you know, a lot of prospects, They hadn't really heard of Salesforce before. Back then we didn't have towers. So like people didn't know who Salesforce was. So I really credit the bulk of my career as it relates to like really being good at sales to those four years that I was an AE at Salesforce, because it was hard work. Like you had to go out and not only educate the customer around like, what is Salesforce? What do we do? We had to educate them on what the cloud was because the cloud was newer. And in the territories that I had, which were majority of the time, the Midwest, I had to teach them that they had to go by like hardware so they could access the app because they would have, (laughs) they'd have like flip phones instead of iPhones or whatever. So it was a hard job, but it was super gratifying. Like you go in, I would go into a manufacturing company and they'd be using, you know, an old Microsoft system or Excel spreadsheets a lot of the times and mid-market those types of customers. And we would educate them and, you know, get them on the Salesforce platform. And then I bet you, if you went in and looked at some of those customers right now, they're probably using Salesforce cloud, service cloud, marketing cloud, and have a full digital strategy through Salesforce. So that was pretty awesome. And then I moved into, you know, I'm a big fan of mentorship and I raised my hand with Adam early on telling him I, you know, eventually wanted to get into leadership. So he was a big mentor for me in my career and a super positive person. And he would, we'd meet every quarter and talk about, you know, the learnings and things that I'm doing. I was mentoring other AEs and then it was a natural fit when a role opened up to be an RVP. I will say I did get promoted into GB under Michael Bash and we were so excited to align and Kenny Tang was my manager. Oh and, my God. Uh, but then Adam came like in the elevator, found me one day and he's like, I have an RVP role. I'm pulling you back. So I was in GB for like two months and then I went back to mid market as an RVP. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah. I love Kenny. I love Kate. Oh, it's like, it's so fun. Yeah. And I was um, in San Francisco until yeah. the last year and a half of my career. And I moved to New York the last year and a half and took over a New York team. Got it. Got it. And then what was your job before you came to Salesforce? How did you even hear about Salesforce? I was an account executive at Quest Software, not Quest huh. Communications, Quest Software. Yeah. So QEST. Yeah. Acquired by Dell, then went back to private, then acquired. I think Dell, they messed around with that a couple of times. And my story, how I got into sales is actually kind of funny. I was a volleyball player. Like I didn't, I don't have corporate parents. Like I didn't grow up even really thinking I would ever be in an office. I thought I was going to play, you know, pro sports or be a coach. I played at the D1 level. So my whole like 
thought at that time was either volleyball or education. And then I just woke up and I'm like, I'm not making enough money. <laughs> like I want to do something different. So I took a monster.com that dates me personality test. Oh I couldn't even like fake the answers or change the test to like get out of sales. And I was like, sales, what would I be doing? Sale? Like, what would I be selling? So I applied for a job. I was in randomly in the state of Ohio at the time. I hated not living near the ocean. And so Quest was headquartered in Laguna Beach, California. And I have the beach volleyball and I love the ocean. So I was like, oh, this is great. I'll just try this company. And, and I got the job. And it was an awesome step in my career I or start to my career. I had a lot of great mentors there. I was you know, 26 years old. I was living on the beach. I worked really hard and I was really good at it. And then a gentleman by the name of Darren Lauda, his wife and oh, I worked yeah. together. Yeah. So his wife, Rochelle and I, his wife worked together at Quest. Uh-huh. And so she uh-huh. said, your career is like, you're doing really well. You need to go to a bigger company and like have some more opportunity. Darren works at Salesforce. What yeah. do you think? And then Darren introduced me to some people over at Salesforce. And then I moved to San Francisco. No kidding. Oh my gosh. I did yeah. not know that Darren Lauda was your in. That is so yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, I've, I've known like Rochelle and Darren since I was like 25 years old. And this is so fun. Oh my God. I don't want this interview to end. Okay. So when you look back at your time at Salesforce, what are you most proud of, Carrie? I think life is all about relationships. So I would say I'm most proud of like the people that I was around. I'm most proud of the people that I were. I'm proud of them. Like I'm proud of all the people that like took an interest in me and were able to like take me under their wing. And I mean, I could sit here and rattle off so many names at Salesforce of people that I'm thankful for, that have helped shape my career, that have given me a chance, that have coached me, that have been on calls with me, have helped me close deals. Like it's never ending. And I credit the Salesforce culture is the key for that because it's highly collaborative and, you know, equally competitive. And I'm still that way running things at Yext. The other thing that I would say is that I truly believe that Salesforce gave me my MBA. So I've had a lot of people ask me like, well, you know, you were an education major. Did you ever think about going and getting your master's in business? I'm like, well, why would I need to do that? I worked at Salesforce for eight years. Like you're not going to get a better master's in business than you are if you work at Salesforce. The amount of people that, you know, they're so smart that I'm surrounded by in every different business unit, you learn so much. And then when you think about what I was doing, which was selling to mid-market sized companies, like I had access to CEOs. So I learned about every industry and learned so much about the intricacies of their businesses and what's important to them and what their priorities are through my roles at Salesforce that I feel like I got a full education while being paid for it. What's your fondest Salesforce memory, my dear friend? Club. The club. All right. Tell us why you love clubs so much. My favorite club and a lot of the Salesforce people, if they read this, will know was the the year that they we were in Hawaii and they had the separate pool for all the execs and they had their own cabanas with their names on it. Do you remember that? It was like Polly Sumner has her name. It was like we were literally in Vegas and all the execs had like a cabana and Tony Fernicola had a cabana, but he didn't want to be out in the sun because he's from New York and he's like, it's way too hot out here. So he gave me and like Melissa Boyle and all our friends the cabana. And it's crazy. Yeah, it's just, but it's such an example of like no ego. You know, you go yeah. there and like Tony Farnicola, who's running all of enterprise. I don't even work in the enterprise. <laughs> he's like, we just hit it off and had a drink together. And he was like, take my cabana. My wife and I are done. And we all just had a great time. It was just a really cool example of like, I was an AE at the time and someone who could have blown me off, you know, yeah. really took an interest and we had a great time. And I think the club trips were an awesome opportunity to celebrate all the hard work, but also really network. You got the best of the best all out on an island enjoying time together, a little bit stress-free. It was a pretty, pretty, really good fond memories. And Salesforce puts on quite a club. I think Eddie was the musical choice that year. Like, we had like shabby musical guests. (laughs) 
Um, so you already kind of talked about, like you obviously you talked about the MBA, like you learned so much here at Salesforce. So I know this is the, this is the things like wah wah, but why did you leave Salesforce, Carrie? Why? Oh, I love you so much. I know, I know. I was not looking to leave Salesforce, to be very candid. So I pictured my career there. I had an opportunity on the table actually to be promoted and to take over, you know, the next step. And so there was no reason that I left Salesforce that was negative. I think that life is all about, like I said, network. And I think timing and opportunity are, you know, keys and a little bit of luck. I moved out to New York and I was out here for a year and a half. And when I moved out here, I took over the New York city region. I was VP of the East and Yext was my customer. So I got to know Yext at a more in-depth level was there all the time. Obviously we had some big deals on the table and I got to know the leadership team outside of the people from Salesforce that have gone to X. Cause if you look at the X leadership team, a lot of them are from Salesforce, yeah, which is also yeah. like just a testament to what a great company Salesforce is and who they produce. And so I, you know, really appreciated the team. I learned a lot from them. Wendy Sturgis was the chief customer officer at the time. And she had been on a panel of mine because I do a lot of women in leadership events and I thought she was fantastic. So we sort of just bonded. And then she started talking to me about the opportunity and what they were doing. Again, I still really wasn't looking, but once Jim and Dave and all the guys from Salesforce and Dave Lehman got wind of like me spending a lot of time with leadership and <laughs> somebody to run the CBU and, and really yeah. kick off and start mid-market. And okay. the opportunity was to run a global team um, uh-huh. and to kind of build it from scratch and to be able to collaborate with a bunch of people at a company that was the size that, frankly, when I look back at Salesforce, my favorite time there. But I think yeah. I was employee 2000 and something or 3000 yeah. and something at Salesforce. Yeah, so that I, sounds I really, right. That sounds I really, right. I really loved those years and I loved building things. And I thought it was really, it was so fun to be gritty and scrappy and all work together for a common goal at that time. And so yeah. the, the reason was really luck and opportunity, to be honest. Do you feel like your team is like, they're like super Salesforce power users because there's so much Salesforce influence that you guys actually know how to use it and maximize the application for CRM purposes or how to, what is your thought? That's not just, I think that Salesforce has an internal champion in me because I only do everything in Salesforce. However, (laughs) I think you always struggle getting AEs to do anything in regards to logging anything because they just, (laughs) it's not the most fun part. Generally speaking, I run the business with Salesforce. It's a key part of me running the business. I use Clary as well, which is, I know, a partner of Salesforce, I think, on the App Exchange and, you know, definitely leverage um, other solutions that have come out since my time at Salesforce. But Salesforce is a core part of our business. And I really actually would be in a lot of trouble if I didn't have it to run it. (laughs) Gotcha. So uh, my next question is around well-being. Obviously, you're living in the Hamptons. But what are you doing from a well-being perspective during all this crazy pandemic times, all those things are opening up for you guys again, but how do you you take I really care about my people. So I'm really focused on their well-being, probably more than my own. But I, you know, I mentioned I was an athlete. Like I, my key to my whole life is my daily routine and it starts early morning and I have to have it. It's like what sets me up for the day. And I really believe in like really good daily habits that lead to success and also happiness. So I get up pretty early and I work out every day in the morning. In the pandemic, I started like mixing in walks in my day so I could just get outside a little bit more. And I read a lot are kind of, I guess, my hobbies. And then in the summer, I, you know, I'm in the pool at the beach and doing all the fun outdoor activities. But in the winter, it's a little bit tougher. So I just, during the pandemic, I built a home gym. And so I had a place where I could continue to exercise because I think it's super important for mind, body, and health. And that's the thing that I kind of lean on. Am I just imagining this? Or I feel like you're on boats too. Aren't you on boats? I'm on boats kind of, yeah, I'm on boats pretty often. 
So tell I, me on the boats. I, let's just set the stage. I grew up on Cape Cod. So yeah. everybody's like, oh, you live in the Hamptons. But the Hamptons for me are kind of like home. Like I grew up by the beach and on boats. And that's just sort of what my whole life was. So I, I am on boats. For, I love boats. So Kira, you talked about getting involved in women's leadership. Um, yeah. I, this next question is really around just giving back. So yeah. obviously that was really core to our DNA when you're at Salesforce. Yeah. Do you still do that today? How have you brought that to Yex? How do you give yeah. back? So I think that part has been a little difficult during the pandemic. Honestly, the way that I've given back in my career has been through mentorship. And I think, you know, when I was in San Francisco, I've also managed a lot of teams in different places. So when I was at Salesforce, I was kind of big part of my job was growing the Seattle office. And then I helped out with the Midwest and then I moved to New York and helped out with that hub. So I do a lot or used to do a lot of panels and where people could just learn from other people and like see someone that might be like themselves, which I think helps people grow in their career or learn something new. I really focus on women in leadership and I give kudos to Patrick Blair for that because he started a a group, you know, way back when at Salesforce that I was a part of, and I can rattle off all the names and you know them all, like Jen Legale, Shannon McGovern, Andrea, yeah. you know, all those people. Yeah. And it was fantastic. It was such a great pivotal group. I'm still friends with all of them. We communicate all the time. I learn from them. And I think I like to give that to other people. So I spend a lot of time mentoring generally. I give a lot of time to people that don't necessarily work for me or like with me, like to help them with their career or, you know, introduce them to other people. And then once we can get back to a little bit more of a normal life, like I would like to continue doing that stuff. We have an awesome rooftop and theater space at our new headquarters. And I would love to start hosting again, big, you know, women in leadership it's kind of like, I guess summit's not the right word, like events. We do a happy hour and then a panel and I'd get different women from different companies to come speak. I had attendance wow. in New York was awesome. It was like 100 to 150 people every time I did one. So wow. awesome. yeah, the business side was, the opportunity was so great. I was really excited about it, but the people side was emotional. Like, and I'm not like the most emotional person as it relates to business, but I had a really hard time leaving the people. Like that was a tough, that took me like a minute to get over it. I think here's the thing, right? Is even though you've left the company, you're, as you mentioned, you still stay in touch with everybody. So like yeah. my final question is just like, what do you enjoy about the Salesforce alumni network? You kind of laugh right on network that. Of Salesforce is unmatched. There's nothing like it. I, all of my best friends in my life are from Salesforce at this point, I think in some capacity and they weren't all in sales. Like they're all kind of over the place. And I think generally speaking, I've been really lucky to have those people as mentors, as friends, as confidants, like across the board. So I, I've been really lucky. I may have joined it formally a week ago, but I feel like I've been living in it for since I left. So it's been awesome. Thanks for joining us on the Salesforce Spotlight Series. Be sure to catch our next episode. Sending positive vibes from our Salesforce family to you and yours.